And we're live for the second time. You're all very welcome along to this week's edition of DagCast. Nathan is here. Nathan, how are you? How are you? All good. Adrian is here. Adrian, how are you? Morning. Dave is here. Dave, how are you? Gentlemen, hello. Everybody seems quite chipper for the fact that we're in day six million of, uh, of lockdown. Is everybody actually quite chipper? Have we reached the, oh, well, sure, you know, the last flowering. Isn't that what happens uh, as after a, a tree gets poisoned, it produces one last blossom of amazing fruit and flowers, and that's what this podcast is this week. No, I'm putting on a brave face. You look fucked, Dave. I'm not going to lie. You look <laughs> fucked. Uh, I'm, if I've been absolutely honest, I, I am finding it more difficult as the days go on. I definitely am. Um, and I, I'm not quite sure why it is. I just think... I mean, I'm finding not working that particularly hard and the days are so long and it, it probably hasn't helped the weather has deteriorated over the last two or three days as well. But even as I speak in these terms, I feel guilty. There's a constant guilt over being annoyed about small things or, you know, getting annoyed with the kids or, you know, lamenting what's come and gone because I know there are hundreds of thousands in worse shape than I am, but it doesn't stop you feeling a bit off sometimes. I, look, I, I think the guilt about what other people are going through is a weird Irish phenomenon where it's like, oh, Jesus, you know, somebody has it worse than you. You're not living their life. Like, you you don't inhabit their world. You're not walking a mile in their shoes. Like, um, I, I don't know. I mean, it works for some people to help them feel better, fair enough, but I don't know anybody who's ever come to me and said, yeah, reminding me that somebody is about to die from some horrible degenerative disease hasn't actually improved my mood that much. It's funny that, like, making me think about that person hasn't, suddenly shocks me out of the difficulties that I'm having in life. But I think, Dave, I might have just the very thing to help you. Uh, some correspondence. Oh, yeah? Niall from Cork. Hi, lads. I had to email you. Amazing work on the station overall, but especially on the DadCast. My wife works in the health service, so I've been home full-time with my two daughters. There have been times when I've openly laughed out loud and become emotional as well. It's been such a surreal few weeks actually tipping into a few months now but anyway i'm a primary school teacher and i've been working with my six-year-old and we've been getting the work done my two-year-old is a chilled out little girl who does what a two-year-old does best eat crap we sleep cry laugh at random stuff repeat we are blessed with a large garden and house but it still doesn't stop that trapped feeling and a longing for my family and friends in fact being so blessed has made me feel even worse dismiss dismiss uh, the guilt after losing the rag can make you feel awful because of what other people have to overcome. WhatsApp groups are great, but they're not the same as face-to-face -face chat. I miss work and the kids that I teach, but as I said, face-to-face -face is far better than answering emails and trying to teach from home. I was feeling absolutely awful about losing the rag every now and then, but thanks to Dave's mantra, I've toned it down and life is a lot better. <laughs> thanks again for your honesty and willingness to set up this podcast. As soon as I've listened to the current episode, I'm looking forward to the next one. Niall from Cork. So you're helping people, can, Dave. Can you, can you suppress my name and make sure I <laughs> remain anonymous? Dave from 27, <laughs> Cork Road, Cork. <laughs> well, look, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I've helped somebody in some small way. And it's not that somebody else is reminding me of a, a more difficult situation that strangers may be and it's I'm reminding myself which and, and you are right it definitely doesn't make me feel any better one thing I have to stop doing is reading websites like the Guardian for example because 
mother of God. Yes, I spent about half an hour reading COVID-19 articles on The Guardian yesterday, most of which centered around Central America, South America, and the situation in those countries is just so horrific. And I made the mistake of reading them at around 10, 11 in the morning yesterday, and it put me in bad humor for the rest of the day. So I have only myself to blame in some respects. But what, when I get to the end of the day, I just do find myself um, absolutely wiped. Was there always this much housework? No. Well, no, because the kids weren't there. Yeah. Like, they're out 24 7. Yeah. But also, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was about to say there, but it was something. Are you doing any? Something <laughs> to do with, um, like, I don't know. I certainly find that, um, uh, like, a lot of conversation, obviously, about the male, the man's role in the house. <laughs> Um, and uh, I shared a screen grab of a tweet with this group, obviously, in the last uh, week or so. And um, you're working though, Adrian, you're still you still have a full time job, too. Well, this is the point, but so does my wife, and so where does that leave us? And it leaves in a position where I actually what I did was with that screen, same screenshot, I went over to my wife and I just showed it to her, presented without comment, just to see what her. Would be. I obviously wouldn't be telling you the story unless it reflected incredibly well on me. Uh, <laughs> was I on this screenshot? Yeah. Did you share it with me? Well, you better tell everybody what it is now that you've gone I'm, this far. I'm, go I'm going back through to see what it was. Um, there was somebody on Twitter. Let me just find it here. Oh, it was about the, um, the men, roles men of the men. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it felt like a quite um. this is my scenario. I'm sure, geez, it must be everybody else's scenario as well. And then obviously there were other people saying. Are you saying not all men, uh, Adrian? Is that yeah. your like? Absolutely, I am. Like, of course, some and like. I'm backing away from Adrian saying that all men. No, so I'm yeah, on the record straight I, away. I only talk about my own scenario. Whereas, like, what what ends up happening here is, um, you know, this was like a broad statement about you know whether women who have full time jobs in the home are still the primary. What was it? Caregiver. Caregiver, yeah. Nurture at home and like. Absolutely, hundred percent honest, and say that. Um, like, is it quite fifty-fifty here? Probably not, uh, but maybe not a million miles away from it. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. I, I frustrated by these broad strokes of men do fuck all in the home. Like, to be honest with you, that was really what frustrated me. Like, there are. Like, it's a. It is. There's no point in saying anything other than like we are two. Uh, we both. Some of us both work full time, and we're both managing two kids under four, and it's fucking tough. And the days are actually very short and like they start at seven o'clock they don't end until nine o'clock ten o'clock and whatever else you're having yourself after that um and maybe that was the source of my frustration and this broad stroke idea that men do very little in the home and you know we're not pulling our weight as an entirety of us of a sex broad stroke group it was i was slightly perturbed by it except that you said you don't do 50 50. I, it's not far off. I'd be I'd be lying to say that it is 50 50, but it's not it's not far off. So therefore you're not pulling your weight. What's that? Is the and so therefore, like just to play it out and play devil's advocate for a moment, therefore you're not pulling your weight because your weight is 50 50. I, I it's like look, it's whatever. It's I don't, I can't get into percentages after that. It's not <laughs> like could I be doing a bit more? Of course I could. It's not equal. So you're saying it's not equal it's, though. It's I, I'm saying it's like you know, without getting the stopwatch out and sort of, you know, waiting out work. It's not far off. I, she, I, what I'm saying is that that tweet would not have been sent if they were dealing with like some sort of a, 
close scenario. It's obviously far from it in that instance. And like, you know, could I be doing more? Of course I could. Um, no problem saying that at all. But uh, it isn't far off being 50-50 and it's stressful and it's a strain and um, like it's tough going. And it just annoyed me and always annoys me when there are these broad strokes about um, like that tweet is not talking about some sort of a scenario where it's close to 50-50. That tweet is talking about... Well, except that, like, historically, uh, you know, you know, there's that day every year in September where it's like women are working for free for the rest of the year in mm. every industry in the country where women are completely undervalued by every society that has ever existed. And so, therefore, what, you know, it, it annoys you when people speak in broad brushstrokes, but like the broad brushstrokes are the, are the reality of the situation in most cases. Yeah, it, it, it annoys me because that's, that's it why it me. exists. It annoys, look, everything you say is 100% true, but it annoys me because, um, it annoys me because it's not my experience. And um, I would know a lot of people whose experience it is also not. Of course it was for long periods of time and we're still pushing ourselves as a society through all that. I totally understand all and, that. And, and still and, is everybody's experience though. Like or, or the majority not, of Not everybody's, that's, that's my point. Yeah, it's not everybody's. And there's a million different scenarios, but I'd say there's still a good chunk of the male population that for them, this is the first time they've ever had to spend this amount of time at home. I, I'm probably quite fortunate in that I've generally always had a couple of days a week. Hello. <laughs> where, Hello. Bye where bye. I would have had the kids all day and I'm kind of used to that. But like for a lot of people, and as you said, a stress of working as well, but I'd say for a lot of men, this is the first time, and like there's no escape. <laughs> like there's no you might get out for a walk for 20 minutes or a run or a bit of exercise. It's the 24 seven nature of it. I think that that is the stress and the shock. I, I, maybe like, you're at 50, 50. I'd say most people are probably trying to get to 50, 50 and yeah, broad strokes are always going to piss people off. And it was like a, a nonsensical thing to say that most people aren't making an effort, but I would say there are still a huge amount of houses, even where both are working, where the woman does a lot more. I would suggest that in any house where the husband and wife are both in these circumstances holding down a full-time job, I would say in the vast majority, if you were to find a percentage, the woman is doing more of the work. I'd say in probably nearly every house that it just that's still... That's, that's, ah, come on. That's not where, fair. I would be surprised. I would be surprised that if, if everything is... If, if the amount of work in terms of employment required to be done by the husband and wife is the same and the hours are rough, uh, I'm saying all things being equal, the, the hours of the day in which they're expected to work are the same. I would be surprised if it wasn't in the majority of cases, at least 51% of the work required as regards to the house, the cooking, the cleaning and the childcare is being done by the woman. I just think that it's probably still the case. I wouldn't imagine there are many houses where the husband is doing more than the wife in those situations. And I'm not saying that's, uh, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I'm just saying, I would say if you had some um, way of measuring it, I would say it's still women having more of the responsibility in that regard. It might even only be marginal as it probably is in your house that you've described, Adrian. My situation is, is very different because, um, and it's, it's, uh, it's a bit of a wake-up call because you have to you have to accept that your role is just so vastly different now because there is only one breadwinner in our house 
at the moment. And it's not me. And you just have to accept that this is the way things have panned out. And that certainly four to five days of the week, it is me that is looking after the two boys from dawn till dusk. And that's just, that's just the way it is. There's, it's not easy. And like I said already, you know, it does get on top of you sometimes. But, you know, <laughs> you go on from day to day. But Dave, Dave, that, sorry, I was just going to say, maybe it's a similar thing. If it was the other way around, Dave, and say your wife was out of work and you were working full time, is it something you'd overly think about? Is, you would just assume she would get on with it just fine? Well, I w it's not that I'd assume she'd get on with it just fine and there would be no issues, but I would, pr I would expect her just to get on with it if I had to do work. Just like she absolutely and rightly on the day she's working, that's that that's just Dave's gig now because well, what's the alternative? You, there's every every possible escape has been withdrawn. Be it grandparents, babysitters, childcare, school, speech and drama classes, mini leagues, everything's gone. So there's no there are no options. So you just get on with it. We've just come from um, a Zoom of stretch and grow. Pretty much what you expect it to be and it's the first time it's been up and running since uh this whole thing happened and it was brilliant like watching your man doing it the, the baby joining in i was like oh can we do this every single day like fucking whatever let's just get it done. but um i was wondering with you dave like you're so you um sort of hinted a couple of times that the things are not great yeah well look look they're not great for anybody this is nobody's this is nobody's um perfect scenario no you know um you know if you take for example and this is just self personally like all of the things that i love in my life bar my family are gone so work is gone i've and i've been privileged for for many many years now i've loved my job even when i was working with you lads um, I love the gym, gone. I love playing golf, gone. I love playing football, gone. I love watching sport, gone. I love going to the pub, gone. I love meeting my friends, gone. So this is nobody's perfect situation. The pluses are that I get to spend more time than I ever dreamed would be possible with my kids. But even that, <laughs> you know, there's only a limited amount of time of doing that where it it continues to be a, an amazing experience. And you're not going to find a single dad out there. And if you do find a single dad saying this, he's lying, that he's still embracing every single minute that he now gets to spend with his kids that he may not have had in the past because everything has a limit. I thought there was going to be a brilliant moment there where your wife just walked out of the room, whereas you were going through the long, long list of things that are gone, <laughs> where she was just going to turn around and say, oh, well, why don't you fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> I would have a good love. <laughs> I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> um, is, it, is it to do with like, you know, um, your, as I think that obviously, you know, things like bank holiday weekends are not what we sort of, once, once experience, like is it your self of sense worth, your sense of self worth being wrapped up in your professional life, or is it to do with, is it nothing to do with that? Is it just the practicalities of, oh shit, like we're here we go, another Groundhog Day, same old thing, fill it the same way, like they're, they're two, maybe, maybe they both exist. 
Um, before my kids arrived, I was I felt that an awful lot of my identity was wrapped up in my profession. But for the last few years, that has not been the case. Thankfully, I'm glad to say that any anything I do work-wise it pales in insignificance compared to the importance of, of my family. But um, <laughs> you'll have to you'll have I'll have to get that for you in a minute, buddy. Okay. Shut up! I'm, talk, I'm talking to people here. I have to be on my best behavior. <laughs> people might see my parenting. I told you already. <laughs> but it's and it, so it's not to, it's not to do with I, my identity being linked to the job. It's it's the lack of outside of being a dad and a husband. It's the lack of a purpose. So you wake up and there's no real sense of purpose apart from trying to make today as best I can for the two boys. And you guys, like for example, later you woke up this morning. You're hosting OTBAM. That's a real sense of purpose. That's the, your primary objective is to do the best show that you can do this morning. Then you know you've got the diecast coming up afterwards and everything else that follows from that. That is your sole purpose for today. And then you'll turn your attention to the two kids and to your wife, where for the dads and indeed the mothers out there, he did have a full-time job that's now gone. All that sense of purpose is now gone. And that's not easy. That's, that's a difficult thing to be able to get used to. And yes, we are many weeks into it, it's not something that gets easier. It's something that gets more difficult as the weeks go by. And it's completely unrelated to a drop in income, completely unrelated to uh, achieving things on a weekly basis. It's just that when you wake up in the morning, having a purpose outside of the same purpose that you had yesterday and the yeah. day before and the day before that. I found that, like I mentioned it before, that over the first week of this thing, that like when it kicked off, I don't know. I think I mentioned it before that like I couldn't. I there was there were. I think there might have been a day. There was certainly one day, and there might have been two days where there wasn't a waking moment where I couldn't get the thought of coronavirus out of my head. Like there was a thousand thoughts, thoughts every single second about the uh, potential outcome of this thing. Like on a personal level and beyond that. Like it was. Um, Jesus, I just couldn't get out of my head. Um, is that is it like that for you, or is it more of a like something that exists around obviously getting on with keeping the kids in line and, and keeping the, the house ticking over? Yeah, it's more to do with the you know keeping the kids happy and in line, and yeah, keeping the house ticking over. I I do have thoughts every day about what's happening elsewhere in the world, but like I'm powerless to influence that. You know, you might have your monthly direct debit to an organization that's, that's trying to help things in sub-Saharan Africa or Central America or wherever, wherever it may be. And look, this is going to get an awful lot worse in some parts of the world to a point that we have absolutely no concept of how bad it's going to get. And potentially long after we've come through it, we're still going to be reading about and hearing about some just horrific situations elsewhere in poverty-stricken areas of the world, but there's, there's, there's nothing I can do to influence that. So yeah, you're right. You have to try and, for the most part, block out the uncontrollables from your own mind and concentrate on what you're doing. I mentioned the housework there. I know I'm hogging the, the mic here at the moment, but I mentioned that housework. I, for a while, I was kind of ticking along with the housework on an almost hourly basis. And I was starting to get really cheesed off with that. So about a week ago, I said, I'm not gonna lift a finger until about 6.30, after I've made the dinner and everybody's eaten. <laughs> the problem is it takes an hour then 
like it's a full job yeah. between decluttering, doing the washing up, getting the dishwasher packed and unloaded, getting the wash out, getting the wash on the line, making sure that the bedrooms are ready for the when they go up to bed, making sure that everyone's properly fed, uh, scrubbing and moving and replacing everything. It's it's taking longer every day. So I think today I'm going to have to go back to the previous method and just chip away at it during the day because it's uh, it's it's tough at the end of the day having to basically try and put the kitchen and the TV room and the playroom in a position where you, you're not dreading coming down the stairs tomorrow morning, knowing what is it like the morning after a big party in your gaff. <laughs> yeah. Every, every, every three hours. Cans everywhere. I've been asking them. I asked the kids to cut down from 20 a day. And in fairness, like they're, I tried nicotine patches and everything, and they're down to, they're down to a couple an hour, which is progress. Just vape. The vapes are the way forward. Are you? Are you like this? Is a, <clears throat> certainly a conversation that um, is ongoing in our house about the level of expectation. Like, is your expectation that your standards are going to be exactly what they were back before this happened? Because I honestly think that, like, let it go. Let let the standard slip. It doesn't really matter if you've got a playroom and it's chaos, it's chaos an hour later. Like, so our, our youngest has got into the habit of taking everything out of all the drawers in his room, everything. So, and he also has, there's extra drawers in that room that are his sisters. So uh, once or twice a day, he'll take everything out, try it on, bundle it up, fuck it to the side. And um, this is, as you might imagine, causing some consternation because on top of that, he'll tip out the big boxes of cars and animals and Lego and it's all over the place. And so, like, I mean, I'm saying this to you guys, right? <laughs> we yeah. have a choice. <laughs> we, can, well, we can reach the, the, the bad DEF CON at every instance or we can go, okay, he's gonna live like that for a while, but you can't get into the room. I'm like, well, so we don't get into the room for a little while. And, and you know, he hovers above it like some kind of levitating four-year-old. Yeah, I, if their bedroom was a tip- Lower your standards. Yeah, generally, it, I, d I don't expect standards to be upheld to the point they were before all this started happening. And it, if the bedroom is a tip, it doesn't really bother me. I don't necessarily have to walk past that open door a hundred times a day. But I do spend my entire day in the kitchen, TV room and playroom. And whereas before all of this happened, we weren't cooped up as we are. It's an awful lot easier to kind of walk past a dirty room when you only have to walk past it once every 10 hours. When you have to walk past it five times every 15 minutes, it becomes an I know, eyesore. I know. I get it, right? I, I get it. But <laughs> it's their environment too, right? It is it, like, this is their environment and they're going to make it comfortable for them. And like, if you could at least have an area that is the, uh, the meadow in your garden, you know, in this analogy, and let, let them do what they want with that. Mm -hmm. So two thirds of it are tidy and you don't bother with one of them. Because ultimately you're tidying up stuff that the next day they're going to like unpick and immediately make into chaos again. Yeah, well this, see, you're referring almost specifically to like toys and crayons and coloring books and those kind of things. I'm also talking about plates and cups and smoothie holders yeah, yeah. and cartons yeah. and spillages. Yeah. And, you all know, that's out, all over the place. Yeah, yeah no, I get it. I do, <laughs> that, I do get it. And if you let that build up between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., a place is an almighty kit by the time you then friend, sit down at the end of a long day to try and tidy it all up. 
Yeah, no, you've got to, you've got to, there has to be an end point where everything is done and then whatever happens after that is, you know, the kids are in bed and you're not doing any more tidying up. Mm. Um, a friend of mine did kind of ask three or four weeks ago, why the fuck is everybody baking banana bread? Why, why is nothing but banana bread on my <laughs> timeline at the moment? And to be honest, I, I actually think the answer is that there is a sense of achievement from something. Today, what did you do? I baked banana bread. Mm. What did you do? I baked bread today. I made scones today. I made a cake. I've done all that since it started, right? And there's no way that I would have bothered my whole to do any of it. And mostly it's like taking a box, putting it in, mixing some oil and eggs and putting it in the oven. And it's the simplest thing in the world. But like there is actually a sense of achievement, which generally lasts two or three days because unless you're a complete gorb, you don't eat it in one sitting. You had it in one sitting, Jared, didn't not you? Saying, not saying that hasn't happened once. Uh, <laughs> like, the, um, the, the, I mean, like, it's the little things that are going to give your life some vague purpose along the way here. And without them, without any kind of little uh, appointments or celebrations or achievements or like architecture in your day, you're fucked. Like I'm very lucky and I have a show every morning to get up for, to get up and go and do and to go into studio. Um, Cause it, like it absolutely, cause there was two weeks there where that wasn't happening and fuck me, that was tough. Mm. And I do, I do think as well. Like, there, I think that also the banana bread is partly keeping the kids busy. Like, it's it, I, we've definitely been doing things with the kids that we weren't doing before. I think that's a huge part of it. Like, the I've been digging the shit out of the. Uh, I think I mentioned about it, about the garden, and um, like I've noticed that particularly the eighteen-month-old will be out and into it and uh, rolling around in the muck, shoving it into her mouth, like happy as a pig and shit. And that would never have happened before. Absolutely no chance. Like you're home, whatever, seven o'clock in the evening, like the weekends, you're trying to squeeze all sorts of activities in there. There's a beauty about stripping it back to the basics, whether it is banana bread and sitting up with the young fella and like we've been making scones, he's mixing the egg, he's pouring the milk in. Like these are all unbelievable things that are happening, to be honest, that wouldn't have happened before. And I think there's an element of that. And there is, of course, fucking hell, that banana bread, those scones are good. Yeah, if there wasn't the uh, sense of impending doom at certain times, it would all be just fine. I mm. found last week, having had, I was like you at the start, Adrian, I had a weekend of just like, the world is going to end here. And mm. my brain was absolute mush and sort of got on top of that and had five or six weeks of perfect sleep. And then last weekend, I think I just, like Dave said, read way too much and fried my brain with like this thing is going to last for three years what if it mutates in a couple of months time what if yeah. children are suddenly affected by this and i'm like awake li- i'm literally awake at four in the morning going right i need to need to like need to get up and walk around the house and then somehow i've just sort of passed by that again and um out the other side and sleeping just fine and enjoying and tr- again trying to take the real positives out of the day-to-day getting to play football with the lads every single day for an hour or getting them running around the block for a couple of kilometers and them enjoying this and them actually i don't want to say they're unaffected because we probably won't know for years as to how affected but them seeming incredibly happy and generally far less rows i found with the kids like less big rows little bits of doping them (laughs) well i had i had a like lots of little rows i i was making the point that to my wife like it'd be great if like we got something out of this, you know, with them and teaching them and that they might learn, you know, how to help out a little bit more. It's like one of my big bugbears about tidying is the 84 different cups of water that they need to use throughout <laughs> the day. So the usual, you get me some water. I'm like, you're sick. You can get your own water. Go and get the water. 
I was like, that's your cup for the day. What do you mean? I was like, so you just go back and use that one all day. Yesterday, I swear, I'm not lying. There was 25 different cups of water of varying degrees around the kitchen. Which Could you not get them like month, a Which the 18-month-year-old, oh, like, then they're like, nah, I don't want that. Then the 18-month-year-old goes and gets the water, grabs it off things, spills the water everywhere, and that's where the rows yeah. start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which, one, which one of my is, favorite things, by the way, about, about um, you talking about your baby, I mean, not really baby anymore, is constantly saying that she's an 18-month-year-old. 18-month-year-old. 18-month-old. <laughs> yeah. She having, having initially for the first month of this um, being brilliant and, uh, well, it still is brilliant. She has turned into an absolute wagon over the last few weeks. Too much time with her older brothers. Oh my God, it is like throwing shit. Everything is no, no, not doing that. No, go away, go away. Like, this is all she knows. Go. Oh, I was like, oh my God. That sounds ideal. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Where's the last... Like, When's the last time you Careful got to now. complete? You got to complete a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go. We'll go there in a minute. When's the last time you got to complete a sentence where you were asking something of one of your children, so that your question was not interrupted before you finished speaking? I think it's about four weeks since I last finished an actual sentence that ended with a question mark. Or that so, they paid attention to. Well, no, let's know. It's because they've, they, they've given you their answer before you finish speaking. Um, okay, listen, you're gonna, we'll watch this for five more minutes, but after that, would, would you mind if... No! no! <laughs> and I've just gone, low, lips still moving, still talking. <laughs> or, or when's the last time that when you weren't offering them a chocolate pancake that they answered a question with the word yes? So, hmm. will we make your bed? Oh, yes. I can't recall. When, when I last received an answer that was in the affirmative. We're doing a lot of um, we do, So we do, our little routine here is, and probably I, I have to remember past two months ago, but I think it was that point as well, was that we watch uh, Paw Patrol at some point. So if there's any bit of anchor as there was yesterday when um, he was to wash his hands after going to the toilet um, and was just like roaring about, I'd turn the light on in the hall, uh, to, to turn the light on in the toilet had to um, like do all sorts of things that he's perfectly capable of doing himself and you entertain her up to a certain point and then you go that ah, listen line stand here now also my dinner was on the table I was like yeah, yeah I'm my patience for this now was running out so it was like the sort of warning of Bob Troll's not going to happen now if we keep this up and then you get a bit of calmness it'll ramp up again ramp up again to the point where you just say right that's it Bob Troll's not happening now um, and like, actually, you fill the you fill the evening with something far more fruitful for everybody. But the threat of removing the thing that they love best, I find, is uh, you know, it works sometimes. It wears off though. It definitely wears off because you it? have to follow through with this. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but I mean, like, that, not, this 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 is a very short term. You're not going to do it. I, I know you're not going to do it. And and there's like, a, so one of ours is like, well, anyway, I don't even like that. You can, I don't care about that. And you're like, I mean, <laughs> oh, you do. You, it's like your favorite thing in the world. <laughs> if they call your oh, well, anyway, they sorry, there's too much bluff calling going on, especially when there's three of them. And like the youngest learns from the eldest how to call the bluff. And so like it, it works a little bit, but you can't kind of, so I'm back to threatening the black sack at various stages. And sure, I mean, they're probably listening right now, going, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that. This idiot. This idiot's telling them what about the, the black exactly. sack. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a, an incident the other day where uh, 
somebody told Alexa to stick on Dadcast on Spotify. I was like, what? Where did you hear about this? It's like, school, I'm not telling you. So I don't know how much longer we have, lads. Is kind of well, what we're what to delete. delete. Yeah, yeah, delete, delete. Well, uh, one, one more piece of correspondence here. Uh, this one comes from Peter. Hi, lads, love the pod. It's hilarious to hear lots of things that happened to me happen to you lads too, and lots of other dads too, I'm sure. Really enjoying the pods during lockdown too. They really put a smile on my face during all the second madness. One thing especially resonated with me in the last one, it was <clears throat> Dave's email to himself about not losing the rag. I've started to send said emails to myself now, as since lockdown began, I've been stuck at home with my two kids, little girl five, little fella four, and I really started to clash with my son, and it's affecting both of us to my shame. So I'm really gonna keep sending that email to myself to try and keep cool. Anyway, thanks, lads. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Peter. Are you still sending yourself emails? Uh, I did, haven't for the last three or four days. And to be honest, it has had an influence on the hours afterwards. So that correspondence has reminded me that I need to start sending it again. Because I'm one of those people that will check my WhatsApp and my email within 10 minutes of waking up. So it's generally going to be... Um, one of the first things that I see in the morning if that email is sitting there at the top of the queue in my inbox So I think it's very helpful I'm going to start sending it again and try and remind myself to send it on a, on a daily basis the last, It should be the last thing you do before you fall asleep Just in the subject matter don't lose the rag and it just puts you in the right frame of mind when you wake up the following morning um, Yesterday afternoon. I went back to send it to myself just whispering it to myself under my breath when there was a little skirmish, because there's going to be these little outbreaks of uh, guerrilla warfare here and there. Um, there's never a full-on battle, but every they do. The two lads look. I've got a three and a five-year-old boys. They are proper boys in the way that they interact with each other. It's either best friends or sworn enemies. So <clears throat> there are regular skirmishes that, if I myself am on the edge mentally or um, just in a dark mood You're gonna fly off the handle far more quickly than you really should because it's probably not that big a deal at all So getting myself in the right headspace from the very start of the morning definitely helps so my thanks to that listener For reminding me that I need to start doing that again and, and uh, following my own advice I like that's the thing right uh, uh, There are some things that are really important like running out in front of traffic or running away from you when you're in a gathering But like spilling a bit of water in the kitchen not that important But it's the one that we spills a bit of water in the kitchen that you're like ah, and the whole neighborhood are listening. <laughs> I mean, Yeah, it's 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 when something happens that in the previous two minutes I've very politely and calmly asked not to happen. So They love Star Wars and that kind of stuff like they have lightsabers and they're gonna have sword fights I have sword fights with them in the garden. It's savage crack as long as all you're hitting is your opponent's sword and I might say no no contact with the head (laughs) It's like Joe Biden's tweet. I can't believe I have to say this. Please don't drink disinfectant Like you're thinking to yourself. Do I really need to be saying this out loud? But yes, you do need to say that now. No contact with the head and then I might step back because I have to and I'll put something in the dishwasher or something or answer the doorbell or something. And next of all, I see one I getting clocked across the head literally two minutes after I've made a specific request for that not to happen. There are the moments where you have to go, don't lose the ride. Don't storm in from one end of the house to the next. They could be in the garden. I might be the front door. It's like it's 70 or 80 yards uh, of a distance between us. 
it's a lot of time to get worked up as you're powering through the house and out into the back garden. And by the time you get there, the red mist has descended and it's down at your feet at that stage. They're the moments where you have to go during the walk. Okay, use this 70 yards. Like when a golfer three puts on the green and he's got a 70 yard walk to the next tee box. Don't use that 70 yards to get really annoyed about what a poor putt you just hit. Use the 70 yards to calm yourself, put it out of your mind. So that when you have to hit your next drive, you're reacting in the right way. That's what I'm trying this to do. But this is a business idea. always easy. Parenting with Bob Rotella. <laughs> yes. Bob, Bob would love to get inside my head, but on the golf course and in, uh, in parent, the parenting environment. Uh, and a tweet from Richie Daly, listening to the latest pod on my run on the 2K radius and laughed out loud at the scooter incident, brackets, relatable. Uh, it sounded like a cough and it scattered a flock of crows and a few brothers playing ball on the green. Yeah, um, I was hoping the scooter incident wouldn't come up again. Still feeling guilty about that. Um, ah, don't beat yourself up, Dave. Fuck it. You weren't there, Adrian. You weren't there. I'd, um, <laughs> we we went out. We do our little forty-minute walk. Um, uh, himself on his balance bike, and herself anything from sort of being carried to sitting up the shoulders to walking extremely slowly. Um, and generally, when we, sometimes with the three-year-old McGraw, I like you need to go to the toilet before you go, obviously, because like inevitably you're five minutes in, and oh, geez, I need. To, but um, some days I forget about it, including last. What is today? Friday it must have been maybe Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, and we were out around uh, just up at the end of the road here, and he needed to go to the road, and I was like, ah, look, grand, it's fine. Like when it's obviously a number one, you just go in, you can get it done fairly discreetly. There's some trees, no bother, and that's it's it's only ever a number one, um, except for last Wednesday when it was a number two, and um, I realised that as he was grabbing his arse, uh, running towards <laughs> running towards the trees, um, and. Yeah, I just had to fucking squat down and squeeze it out. Um, I didn't really know what to do other than just run from the scene of the crime afterwards. I equipment to pick it up. And I did sort of have in my mind that, like, it's only about a 10 or 12 minute walk from where, where we're at here if I was to go back afterwards. And I definitely did have in mind at that point that I probably should go back, given everything that's going on at the minute. But I'm, I'm assuming the shit still, still lays there. Very cool. The option, what, what was he going to do? Like, do it in his, do it in his pants? Well, should sh you expect every dog owner to have a plastic bag on yes, them? Right, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. So what's absolutely. the difference here? And yes, I'll tell you what else. Back and get I'll, tell it. Else. I'll tell you what else. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've been walking around, like, in a state of, look, there's more dog shit on the football. Like, since this coronavirus thing has kicked in, <laughs> up their dodge anymore. And then here I am with my child, leveraging him into the hedge to bang the shit out. And then just leaving it there. I do feel bad about it, but I mean, not bad. Get it in five minutes, buddy. Okay, I promise. You have to go back and get it. Probably hardened up, huh? You have to go back and get it. Yeah, I might go down today. It's probably hardened up now. It'd be easier to, easier to get out of there. That should be the headline for this 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 week's pod. Go back and pick up the shit. <laughs> should it's definitely the first Twitter poll that we've done in a long time. Every parent allowed their kids take a dump in the park when they go out for their daily walk. Oh, listen, and I've never felt so much like a criminal <laughs> as he was in the middle of it. <laughs> like, I'm holding on to him. He's already <laughs> I'm holding on to him. Like, obviously, one of my breath going, oh, fucking, come on. That's, that's, I'm trying to watch the baby that she doesn't run out onto the main road. Um, but hey, you're looking guilty there. Are, are, have we just started recording or have we been recording the entire time? What? No, it, st it stopped for about two seconds there. 
Okay, so you, you, Adrian might have got away with the. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Telling no. everybody about um, his wife snoring again. Yeah. <laughs> My amazing wife, I think. Uh, <laughs> prefix. You were looking for sometimes, that. sometimes you sleep too well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was my skirmish this week. That was the, it's amazing the small little things that, you know, the, sto- the great stories now that um, when fuck all else is happening in life. I, I, like, I, there's, there's definitely more time spent. Like, I, I've seen a fair bit of um, dads playing football with kids and like, you know, quite intensely. But uh, it, it's, if you could incorporate the amount of time in the evenings that you're spending doing stuff into the future, if you could like have an hour a day where you actually went and did something, that would be a transformative moment in your parenting. Absolutely. Yeah, if that, how sorry, do you find that? Sorry, but, but when uh, we go back to reality, how do you find that hour in your day? Unless you're like, can you keep the good stuff from this, but go back to work normally? Yeah, I, well, well think, think of it, right? How difficult it is to work now, right? Mm. Because you're at home and you're minding the kids. You won't be minding the kids anymore. So, like, think about all the wasted time that you have wasted in your life in your work and in outside of work. And, like, maybe everybody gets a little bit better, ten percent better at time management. It goes right. Well, I'm not going to waste time doing crap, or the time that I spend with the kids is actually going to be somehow more meaningful. And I don't, I don't mean like tiring them with like, oh, we're going to have to do running, we're going to have to do this. It's like uh, time spent doing a nature walk, or time spent looking at a bug on the in the grass and going, yeah, that is a slightly unusual bug and spending 20 minutes talking shit about it in a way that like, you would have been like, oh my God, give me my phone, I need to look at it. Um, or or it, time spent walking with them, you know? Yeah, but when you do that, when you get to do that every day, like the hour that we spend in the park, we, we play football, we, we wrestle, we play hide and seek. That's on the back of seven hours of, you know, trying to get homework done, try and get washing done, try and get them fed, try and get them dressed, try and get the beds made, all the unglamorous stuff. Yes, it'd be great if we could just separate the, the really good hour, because if you didn't have everything that went before, which will be the case when we are all back at work, that's great. I am trying to ensure that when we do get out into the park today, and we will in a couple of hours now, um, that it isn't in any way diluted or spoiled or tainted by say a row that we had over something Mm. an hour before that so you're not maybe getting everything out of the little game of football and the and the wrestling match and and the games of hide and seek even though they are having fun it's important that something that's already happened in the day doesn't damage what you should be enjoying when you do actually get to go out and it shouldn't right like your kids are all over the mind but like by and large, they forget about it, is my experience. Certainly at the ages that mine are, like, the, the row that I was telling you about earlier on, about your man at the toilet and sort of wailing the house down so much that uh, his mother, who was upstairs working, had to come down at some point and, and said to him, um, like, what's up? What's, what's going on? And he couldn't remember it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously, when they get older, maybe that is a slightly different scenario, but certainly I'm trying not to beat myself up about any rows that happen. No, but you shouldn't never really. What? Between the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Any rounds, Jerry said. Uh, yeah, there's no escape. They all live in the moment anyway, for the most part. And they get older, obviously, they, they do remember things. Um, I'm sure Scootergate will be thrown back in my face <laughs> at some stage. 
over the, over the next few months. But uh, In their wedding speeches, Dave. In their wedding speeches, they will both remember it. Yeah, well, it's the older guy, the owner of the scooter in question will probably remember it. But um, the younger guy will hopefully negate to mention that on his wedding day. Yeah, but there's no point you beating yourself up about it, Dave. Like, fuck it. It's no, and I, no, I'm not. Like, it was, it was just, it was that one incident that triggered the email every night. Don't lose the right. There you go. So it's, it's, a, it's had a positive moment. impact. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, uh, it's a mistake that you build from rather than a regret. All right. Dadcast at offtheball.com is the email address if anybody wants to send some considered thoughts to us. We're also at dadcastpod on Twitter. Um, it sounds like everybody's having a tough enough time. I'm sure, look, that's, uh, that's the reality of it, right? Do we not? We, we started out this podcast with saying, everyone's feeling, we're all so chipper. It's like, we talked ourselves into a... Long, uh, thank God we have a bank holiday possible. weekend. Well, I feel, yeah. I feel more chipper now. Like this hour on a weekly basis, is the, it's, it's the cheapest form of therapy anyone can have. <laughs> somebody, somebody suggested we go twice a week, and that was our intention at the very start of it, but it was difficult to organize the, the time. I, I think it might be worth it. I don't know how everybody feels about that, like a Tuesday and Thursday recording. Would that work for people? Well, it's fair to say I, I could do twice a week. Thursday's I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> is, this, is this part of the podcast? <laughs> Tuesday and Friday? <laughs> Let's take this right, offline. Okay, we'll, talk about that. <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about that again. Right. We'll see you next week in some form or other, hopefully. Best of luck.